Volume two, chapter five of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter five. Freeburg, see how she steps. Nought but the native dignity of worth e'er taught the moving form such noble grace. Lady, such lofty mien and high assumed gait I've seen ere now and men have called it pride de montfort arthur armytage was angry with himself on perceiving as he rose the following morning that a sleepless night had done nothing to tranquillize the flurry of his spirits he had thought himself endowed with more self-command yet all the philosophy he could summon to his aid did not prevent him from attempting to shave with the blunt edge of his razor or from mistaking a green slipper for a wellington boot fortunately he had already locked up in his desk the document of documents and resolutely determined to take no further step till the lapse of a week should have restored him to the full exercise of his faculties never had his mother appeared so little amiable in his eyes as during the preceding evening at the moment he was forming such generous resolutions in her favour like others very many others whose understanding is superior to their temper mrs armytage felt angry with herself for her misdoings of the morning and renewed the offence lest her repentance should become perceptible she would have given worlds that she had forborne from her injurious treatment of her son yet still preserved towards him a cold and imperious demeanour there was something too of duplicity in the whole affair of the feast of hollow and pretended rejoicing to disguise her own vexation of spirit which disgusted her with herself she was even provoked by marian's discernment in discovering that her presence was not wanted and her prudence in remaining so quietly at home master arthur's lady and the little one had been eagerly and respectfully inquired for by the tenantry their healths drunk their names saluted with cheers for the gaffers and gammers of holywell were not so deeply studied in the failings of human nature and the peculiar frailty of their liege lady as mr wemmersley of mill hill arthur had never smarted under these provocations so keenly before he determined however that no personal feeling should in the slightest degree influence his conduct in the great decision submitted to his judgment he knew that no temporizing clause exists in the commandments of god to render honour unto parents a contingent and voluntary duty however disagreeable to others the imperiousness of his mother's disposition to him the fault must remain sacred and as the days passed on it seemed as if the novelty of his situation had awaked a thousand new perceptions in his mind he had as much fault to find with himself as with mrs armytage he felt ashamed of the supineness with which he had submitted to dwindle down into a non-entity and become the slave of accident in his choice of a profession in his choice of a wife in all his comings and goings he had allowed the fatal charm of subserviency thrown over his childhood to operate to his disadvantage in many instances where his mother's influence must have been inoperative he had submitted to become the tool of others his duties as a representative of the people for instance had been adopted without consideration and executed without zeal 
he had hitherto felt himself in the house to be a mere feather blown by a chance wind upon its benches his political principles were hereditarily harnessed upon him and as the yoke sat lightly he had scarcely yet examined into the materials and fashioning he had in short been depressed heart soul and body by the consciousness of dependence his want of importance to others had prevented his feeling of due importance to himself but now all was changed a new spirit seemed to have entered into his frame he felt capable of ministering to the general good of conferring benefits of promoting improvement he was no longer a thing to be whirled round in earth's diurnal course with rocks and stones and trees he might now remove rocks pile stone on stone in goodly architecture and clothe the waste with plantations he had the will to do the power to execute something of his mother's spirit was already kindling in his breast he felt it was so and would check himself and laugh in the midst of self-communing as he sauntered hour after hour amid the solitudes of holywell park to seek counsel in his unprecedented dilemma arthur felt to be impossible unsatisfactorily as he had connected himself his wife's family did not afford a single adviser in whom he could repose his confidence his solicitors were his mother's favoured men of business and moreover his difficulty was of too delicate and chivalrous a nature to take refuge in an attorney's office lord rotherham although a man of easy temper and retiring habits possessed a peculiar and most rigid sense of justice which might prompt him as a duty owing to the son of his deceased friend to declare all to mrs armytage while lord greta entertained feelings towards that lady such as could not fail to render him a prejudiced arbitrator dr grant was absent on his summer tour the whole weight and responsibility of his determination must rest with himself the temptation was a fearful one on one side an independent position in society fifteen thousand a year a noble residence a thriving and unencumbered estate rich preferment county influence a stake in the country his wife to be invested with honourable distinction his sister's settlement in life to be secured on the other mortification subservience poverty debt his wife hourly humiliated himself daily thwarted it needed the full force of his conviction that expulsion from holywell would cause the death of his mother to extend his season of deliberation meanwhile although her husband was too much self-engrossed to notice the fact poor marian was not gaining ground among her country neighbours the wemmersleys who had been in the first instance greatly inclined to oppress her with their patronage by way of affronting mrs armytage withdrew their smiles the moment they found her an object of interest and laudation to their grand idol the duchess of spalding and the childishness of manner which had once been called naivete they now styled silliness and vulgarity lady rotherham not peculiarly gifted with conversational powers but disposed towards arthur's wife with almost motherly kindness found marian cold and uncommunicative 
nor could lady laura disguise from her friend miss armytage her disappointment in the object of arthur's choice she is pretty i admit fair and delicate and what commonplace people call feminine meaning vapid and uncharacterised but who ever saw such a specimen of insensibility you are mistaken replied sophia too wise to be over-eager in the defence of a person not in fault altogether mistaken and then so deficient so devoid of common understanding rather so uncultivated marian has very good sense she wants nothing but tact the usual want of foolish people of even wise people who have not lived in the world she will improve in that respect and so lose the charm of her present delightful simplicity my dearest sophia how long have you been smitten with this extraordinary passion for simpletons not for simpletons i like mrs wemmersley as little as ever come come i have hopes of you yet mrs arthur is only your fool par preference do not call her fool to me lest you should get into the habit of calling her so to other people replied sophie firmly she has so many disadvantages to encounter that it would be ungenerous of you to join in the outcry against her some day or other you will discover her merits and reproach yourself with want of taste but how am i to discover them by what art of magnetism am i to rouse the entranced somnambulist mrs arthur armytage appears to be half asleep or rather half alive she is very timid timid i wish you had witnessed the pronounced negative she gave to mamma's invitation just now i never heard a person more positive or more ungracious your brother tried to make her fix a day even a very distant one for going to greta castle but she was very much obliged to lady rotherham it was out of her power your mother sat looking daggers at her you will admit then said sophia smiling that marian has some courage some self-possession the courage possessed by all insensible people indifferent to the chance of giving pain how obstinately do you blind yourself my dear dear laura exclaimed miss armytage resolved that not even her zeal in marian's behalf should induce her to betray the secret of her sister-in-law's jealousy which invariably produced so disadvantageous an influence on her manner in presence of the greta family but we will not dispute about it i have often quarrelled with your mode of talking of mamma i must now beg your forbearance towards marian do not let me suppose you incapable of appreciating the excellent qualities of both my nearest relatives ever pleading the cause of others cried her friend always with an olive branch between your lips well i confess my own unworthiness you are sure to end by making me ashamed of myself and believe me you are the only person from whom i could put up with any such humiliation but you know i look upon you as a sister or rather she paused and smiled significantly sister-in-law that you know is an interdicted chapter between us said miss armytage colouring deeply not now or at least not for ever i trust persisted lady laura greta has been doing wonders to deserve you you cannot but be aware how greatly he distinguished himself in parliament this session 
i rejoice to see by the papers sophia began no no cried lady laura impetuously you know you did not rejoice you know you did not care a straw about the matter although ungrateful as you are you cannot but be aware that you are his agnes sorrel and that my brother's exertions to get over his natural indolence are all owing to your exhortations all owing to his desire to appear favourable in your eyes for his sake i hope not let us trust that lord greta's principles 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 talk of political principles to a man of five-and-twenty desperately in love i was not talking of political principles persisted sophia well well my dear sophia i have no doubt you were talking of exactly the right thing only not exactly at the right moment you know how forbearing i have been in not plaguing you about greta that little word you once whispered to me about another person convinced me that my influence would be useless but now that other person is out of the question why out of the question inquired miss armytage trying to speak unconcernedly lady laura looked surprised but was silent no doubt you were alluding to mr rainsford continued sophia summoning courage after a minute's pause do you suppose that his change of fortunes has created any obstacle to she could not proceed even between two intimate friends of the same age the chapter of loves and lovers is fatal to the interests of eloquence not his change of fortunes my dear sophia but i beg your pardon for having touched on the subject i thought you knew i concluded you were aware I... we will talk of it some other time no now if you please said sophia faintly smiling if you beg my pardon let it be for wishing to drop the subject before you have fully explained yourself indeed i have no explanations to make and must thank my usual giddiness for having hinted anything to distress you nothing you have hinted will distress me half so much as the supposition that i do not know all said miss armytage dear laura and there was no resisting her look and tone of supplication god forbid that i should do anything to vex you my best friend said lady laura feelingly but i thought your brother had heard all i heard on the subject and had told you all you are determined to learn from me there certainly was a report before we left town that mr rainsford had come some months ago into a fortune given up his profession and was looking out for a wife was that all faltered sophia her self-confidence partly returning not quite all they said he had formed an attachment for one of lady emily roden's daughters they said such absurd things are reported in london lady honoria spalding who is cousin to miss roden assured me she was engaged to mr rainsford how often have you admitted to me your disbelief of every word uttered by the spaldings honoria could have no particular motive for deceiving me and indeed i heard it from others others perhaps to whom she had related it i am glad to see you so unpersuadable said lady laura i am unpersuadable replied miss armytage where once i give my confidence i find great difficulty in withdrawing it particularly where why should i deny it my own happiness is deeply concerned 
one thing however my dear laura pray understand and believe if this report prove true no reproach can be attached to edgar rainsford not a shadow of engagement existed between us he was perfectly at liberty to sophia grew very pale she had not quite strength of mind or body to discuss the matter as she could wish but fortunately for her fortitude they were just then summoned from her dressing-room into the drawing-room by a message from mrs armytage fresh visitors had arrived and sophia was required to do the honours of holywell to pretty little rosamond devonport lady laura greta could not sufficiently admire the patient mildness of demeanour with which her friend bestowed her attention on the maranhams and their protege she succeeded in appearing sufficiently interested in one of miss Averilla's most tedious metaphysical rhapsodies bore smilingly with the coarse raillery of mistress di inquired kindly after the infirm margaret and entered cheerfully into the girlish chit-chat of rosamond respecting mr armytage's election ball for sophia was the least selfish person in the world reared under the wing of a self-idolatress she had been fortunate enough to acquire that best and truest tenet of philosophy that what happiness we justly call subsists not in the good of one but all she had a really noble mind for it made her sensible of her own insignificance End of chapter five